0: Hi, I am Ann Thompson, Clay's former wife We were married for 28 years and have remained friends Especially in the last five years or so We have two daughters, Madeline, or Maddie And Elizabeth, or Busy I met Clay Thompson in Chicago when we were each 20-year-old college juniors. He came from Coe College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I came from Colorado College in Colorado Springs. We were part of a group of 10 students studying Renaissance English history and literature at the Newberry Library, uh, which was Chicago which still is Chicago's eminent research library. Foreshadowing Clay's storytelling prowess in print, during that semester, he regaled us all with many entertaining stories of his life to that point, including, one, his near-death experiences as a high school football player at his small Lutheran boarding school in St. Paul, Minnesota, where Clay's ragtag team of dubious talent was regularly offered up to be devoured by rich, well-supported, and just mean private prep school teams across the greater Twin Cities area. And two, he was forced to become homecoming king at the same school where one of his science teachers did not believe in the concepts of atoms or molecules. And three, watching his, how he watched his proud and determined parents strong arm the football coach and administration at Tiny Coe College in Cedar Rapids to give their son a football scholarship even though the college technically had no football scholarships. (laughs) And again, Clay played for a small, poorly funded team, and probably poorly funded because he took all their budget for his scholarship. (laughs) We were both delighted by our semester living in exciting Chicago. One highlight was that he could go to Cubs games, a team he rooted for literally all his life because his beloved father was a Cubs fanatic and thus was born into that whole belief system. I eventually became enamored of the Cubs as well, especially in the 1970s and 80s. And when our first daughter was born, she came very close to being named Yvonne de Jesus Thompson. (laughs) In honor of the Cubs' brilliant shortstop at the time. Clay's career in Iowa involved working through the standard hierarchy of newspaper jobs for all new reporters, covering excruciatingly boring, lengthy school board and city hall meetings, depressing police beats, and eventually general assignment work. When it became clear that Clay had a great knack for description, he became a feature writer. Where he wrote human interest stories about people, places, and things. He won a journalism award for reporting on poverty and homelessness in eastern Iowa and western Illinois. The middle to late 1970s was a great time to be a news reporter because the Watergate investigation with Woodward and Bernstein reporting became a sensation along with the book and movie of all the president's men. At the ripe age of 27, Clay was amused that college students were rushing to major in journalism as a result. I once made the mistake of telling Clay that he looked a little bit like Robert Redford, who played Bob Woodward in that movie, and so he'd casually ask, so, do you really think I look like Robert Redford? And I'd sigh and say, yes, you do look like Robert Redford. Now, please finish mopping, and you missed a spot. (laughs) I think one reason that he was such a good writer is that he read a lot. He read constantly, and he read good literature, including Dickens and Steinbeck and poetry. He loved Mark Twain and Kurt Vonnegut and E.B. White. He read other newspapers, their columnists, and good magazines. He was reading The New Yorker last week. He read history and this year had finished the new biography of Leonardo da Vinci, which he demanded that I read. He read deep books about astronomy, human behavior, religion, the environment, and more. Both of us love to read, and I am so happy that we have passed that along to our two daughters. He loved music, especially bluegrass, the blues, Bob Dylan, B.B. King, Taj Mahal, authentic country music, Irish and Scottish traditional music, and classical music. He deeply loved fly fishing and the mountains, for many years, we spent our family spent a week or two in summer at a ca- cabin in Colorado on a lake at an elevation of nearly 10,000 feet, sometimes with family, sometimes with friends, sometimes by ourselves. He was almost as excited at getting to spend time at this place as he was about Christmas, which you'll hear more about. He was deeply concerned about injustice in this country. He was exceedingly knowledgeable about poverty and about homelessness and its causes and taught both of our daughters, Madeline and Elizabeth, not to take their circumstances for granted or assume that they were more worthy than others. He worked hard at this church, Trinity Episcopal Cathedral, especially in the 1980s and 1990s to make it a better place to serve the community, especially for those who had little. Both of his parents worked so hard all their lives, and especially on their family farm where money could be very tight and you were often simply at the mercy of things you could not control. He idolized his charming, late older brother, Bob, especially when they were growing up, although he pretended not to. They got into some really great mock fights and were constantly arguing over politics. And Clay told me that although he did not express it adequately, and he regretted this, he loved, appreciated, and relied on his sisters, Mary and Martha. As you have read in the paper, he loved all of you, even if he was sarcastic about it. He was actually deeply sentimental. He truly loved newspaper work, and I would personally like to add, for those of you who are not journalists, please understand how much effort and care the newspaper journalists and photographers and editors across this country put into getting the news to you. Please support their efforts. Finally, and most of all, he loved his daughters, Madeline and Elizabeth. He was so proud of them, always.